Hello and welcome to episode 6 of The Socialite. I am so excited today to sit down and talk to Shannon Burns. Shannon is a radio host in Toronto, but also broadcasts all over Canada. Although Shannon may not be considered a social media influencer as we know it, she has definitely used platforms like TikTok to elevate her presence online. In this episode, we'll get into all of these details, and I just really hope that you enjoy it. Let's dive into the podcast. Hey, Shannon. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, excited to talk to you too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So for anyone who isn't familiar with you or what you do, do you want to just talk a bit about what it is you do? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm a radio show host uh, out of Toronto. So I host the evening show on Chum 104.5, which is a big historic station in Toronto. Uh, And then I also host another show that's called iHeartRadio Nights that airs on all of the Virgin radios across Canada. So in total, I think I'm on like 15 or 16 stations across Canada. I should know the exact number, but I don't. Um, So yeah, so that's what pretty much takes up all my time. And then in my free time, I do a lot of like social media and TikTok and things like that. Yeah. And I was going to say like, you're on a lot of different platforms, like you're on Instagram and Twitter, but I was going to ask you like, how did you get started with TikTok? Like, how did you decide to get it? Yeah. So I got TikTok really just at the beginning of the pandemic. It's kind of when things started to shut down and like everything was happening. Um, I'd heard a lot of people talking about it, but everybody kind of poses it as like an app for Gen Zers. And I was like, I can enjoy an app too. Like, (laughs) Yeah. So I downloaded it, got addicted right away because it's just so funny. Like the videos are just so ridiculous and it's just kind of refreshing compared to like apps like Instagram and things like that. So I got really into it. Um, I'm, I do, I make a lot of content for a lot of other sites and things. So I was like, I want to conquer TikTok. So it was kind of a goal I set for myself to start making videos and just have some fun with it in that way. And then it kind of took off from there. Um, I've just been addicted now for a year and I just keep making videos, but people seem to like them. So I'm just going to keep going. Oh, that's so much fun. And a lot of what you do actually is you go live while you're on air, which I think is super interesting. Was your radio like okay with you doing that? Or did you have to convince them? Or was it like free for all? Well, between you and me and everyone listening to this podcast, I haven't even told my work really that I've been doing like the TikTok lives. I just told my boss that because they're not a lot of people from my work are even on TikTok yet. Um, So I've been kind of telling them in meetings and stuff. I'm like, guys, we got to get on TikTok. Like we got to do this because it like it works really well for advertising the station and things like that. So um, and then I had a video a couple weeks ago that hit like 8 million views or something. Wow. So at that point I was like, okay, I should probably like let my boss know what's going on because I'm using my radio show as like my content. So I sent it to her and I was like, Hey, just a heads up. Like I've been doing this thing and it's been doing well on TikTok, and, um, we're getting millions of views and a lot of new listeners, to the station, things like that. So she was really excited about it. Um, so that's really nice. I haven't yeah, necessarily told them that I've been doing lives as well. Maybe I'll mention that in a meeting next, but I've kind of just been doing it because I have so much fun with it and I don't want anyone to like shut it down. So I'm like, I'll just keep doing this thing. But I'm I'm sure that would never be an issue because I think the whole goal when it comes to radio is like bringing in an audience. So mm-hmm. if in one way or another. So I think the videos that I've been doing on TikTok where I show like behind the scenes of how radio stations work and things like that, I think that's really sparked a lot of people's interests that didn't know that information beforehand. And then also um, going live while being on air really, really takes away that like curtain of like a radio show and what you hear on the radio and really shows what goes on behind the scenes and me pressing on the buttons and things like that. So people have been interested in it, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. And it's awesome that your 
boss so far has been excited about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you're saying, you know, it seems as an outsider even that it's bringing the station a lot of benefits because, you know, on your lives, I've noticed people saying they're like from Atlanta or like places even outside of Canada. And it's like, well, they're listening to the station and it's for Toronto, but, you know, people are still interested in listening because you're doing this. So that's really interesting. My favorite thing to do when I'm live is ask people where they're from. And I was on, I was doing a live thing yesterday and There's people from France. I had people from the UK, like um, all over the States and all over Canada as well, which is really exciting because especially within Canada, you can just like turn on the iHeartRadio app and and listen to the station. So I think with radio, people feel like it's always restricted to where you are. Like if the station's in Toronto, you have to be in Toronto in your car to be listening. But with technology these days, like majority of our listeners come from like the iHeartRadio app and things like that. So it's cool to be able to gain an audience, not just due to like, um, the city, but just to spread it out across the country as well. It's cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mentioned to you before this that I've listened to Chum for like eight years and I recently moved to Montreal and I was like, I just miss listening to the, that station. So I was looking at my phone and I realized I could listen through Apple Music. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this. So even though I'm in Montreal, I'm just still listening to the same station. I think that's so fun that people can do that now. Yeah, totally. And that's what I love so much about radio too. I feel like it's such a great way to like engage and interact with people in the community. So any way that we can do that and like even having you in Montreal still listening and being connected in that way, I think is so cool. Yeah, for sure. Now, one thing you do in your lives, which I think is so much fun, is you ask your audience or the people watching your live for a secret word. And then it's your goal to try to sneak that word into when you're talking between songs. So How did you come up with this idea? I think it's really awesome. Yeah. So this is a game that people in radio have been playing for years. So like if one person is at an event working and having to broadcast from there while another person's on air, or we're just like hanging out in the studio, um, friends and I, we would always just like throw out a, a random word and then challenge each other with it. So it's kind of just been like an inside joke game that we've been playing, like radio people have been playing forever. So I started doing it on the lives because I just started randomly going live. And I was like, what's a way that I can like engage with the people who are watching? So I was like, oh, we'll play the word game. So that kind of just started there. And then um, more people were like commenting and were like, oh, you should make this into a video. So then I started making videos of it. And then that's where it really blew up. So now all my comments on my TikTok videos are just flooded with code words. Like every single comment <laughs> that I check, I like open my phone in the morning. There's like a hundred new, like random words in my comments. So I'm like, okay, it's like, gotta choose the next one that I'm going to do. But so far everybody's been liking it. So, it, and it's a fun game to play too. It's a good little challenge for myself. So I like it. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that having this code word challenge as a way to engage your audience is a part of what's made it so successful, like made your live successful and made your video successful? Totally. I feel like when it comes to making content, I think it's people say that you should be, oh, what is it? They say like you should be educational, engaging and entertaining. Mm -hmm. That's like key to like what really um, makes content successful. So I think having that engagement with the people who are watching and like them knowing that their word could get picked next and things like that, I think that's really what's brought a lot of people to it. So I like that. And I think with TikTok, you can definitely have entertaining videos, but to have that engagement, I think is a little more difficult. So the fact that I've been able to bring that in, I think is a total reason as to why it's been successful. Yeah, for sure. I think you definitely have all three of those pillars though, like engaging. I think it's so interesting watching your videos, educational, like you said, you show a lot of behind the scenes of radio and how it actually works. And then of course, like we're talking about the engagement with this secret word challenge is huge. So it sounds like you've really managed to master these three pillars. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's been working so far. Would you say that you prefer going live on TikTok at this point compared to making videos? Like I'd imagine it's a lot easier. You have to click the live button rather than producing a whole like mini video. Would you say you prefer doing lives? Uh, that's a good question. I think there's pros and cons to both. I've always been really into editing videos and like making videos. So like I've been making YouTube videos for a couple of years and things like that. So I like that aspect of it where I can like plan it out, edit it, do all the things, make it into something. And then it like lives on TikTok and then from there it can grow. So I like that aspect of posting videos. But then when it comes to live, it's really nice because it's so immediate. Like if I, they give me a word, I go on a minute later, I do the word and then we move on to the next thing. So it's really cool in that way. And it's nice to get that immediate feedback as well. So it's like, if I pose a question, um, I can just, it all of a sudden is 20 answers are right there in front of me. So it's really cool for that. And I like being live while I'm doing my show too, especially when I'm like doing topics on the air and things like that, because I can pose a question and get all of those answers from people. But also now a lot of the people that are watching have figured out what the phone line is for our studio line. So as soon as I ask a question, all the phone lines just light right up. Wow. So it's cool too, because it's like, I feel like it's almost like a talk show in a way where it's like, okay, now we're going to get a caller. And then the person comes on and then they're kind of like my guest and we talk for a little bit and like to the people who are watching and then I move on to the next one. So it's very interesting and I'm still very new at it. Like I've only been really doing a lot of lives like in the last couple of weeks even. So Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting to navigate in that way and just like see where it's going to go from here. Yeah, it's exciting. And your show is only three hours long. That's right. Yeah, my my evening show for Chum is three hours. And then I do the other radio show that I do is syndicated across Canada. So that one we recorded. So that one I can't have as much like live interaction as I, w- I would like, but hopefully there is plans for that in the future. I don't know just yet, but it's nice though too, because I can get like answers from people that I can then use in that show that's recorded and then airs across Canada. But yeah, so my show for Chum is three hours, Monday to Friday from seven to 10. I was going to say though, that it only being three hours long, must have gone really fast in the past. But now that you're doing this on top of it, it must just fly by. Oh, it always has. Like I've any station that I've worked at before this, my show has been at least four hours, typically five. So just to have a three hour show by the time that I'm in there and I'm like just getting warmed up and getting used to it, then it, then the show's over. But I think it's good because I think it keeps the content really fresh. And I think um, I never run out of things to talk about and things like that. So yeah, it definitely does fly by though. It's fun. Yeah. Would you say that it's different being known through the radio compared to being known through social media? You know, through the radio, people hear your voice and, you know, the different small segments you're talking about. But through social media, there's videos of you or photos of you. So do you feel like it's really different being known through the radio compared to being known through social media? So what I think is really cool is that when it comes to radio, my voice is a lot more recognizable than my face. So I find that a lot of people definitely know me by my voice with doing my chum show and the one that airs across Canada. And I do a lot of like commercials and voicing and things like that. So people definitely know the voice, but not necessarily my face. But then when it comes to social media, a lot of people know me from there and not necessarily know a lot about me on the radio and things like that. So it's been really cool to see kind of like the world's merging because a lot of the comments that I'll get on TikTok will be like either people say, they listen to my radio show because they know me from TikTok or they watch my TikToks because they know me from radio. So it's cool to see like that all kind of come together and then an audience grow from there. So it's, yeah, it's definitely different um, one versus the other, but I kind of like it. Like I find sometimes a downside to radio is that people do know your voice, but they don't know much further than that because there's no visuals to it. So you really have to like sell your voice so that there can be downsides to that. But then 
I think it's really nice to be able to go on social media and then make that connection for people and, and kind of, um, yeah, show them who the voice is behind the, the secret curtain, you know? That's really interesting. And it must be really fun seeing those worlds come together. Another comparison mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about from radio to social media is the fact that, you know, on social media, we get to see likes, views, comments, how many shares something's getting. But in the radio, typically, you don't get that, do you? You don't get the same number of perspectives of what people are thinking. Yeah, which is another challenge of radio. And it, it can be really difficult is that we get like, if we want to, we can see our daily ratings numbers, but it's not always super accurate. So a lot of people in radio will um, kind of not look at that or not reference that because it can be really disheartening too if you like mm. have a good day versus bad day and things like that. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people ask me, they're like, can you see how many people are listening to the station? And we can't. So it's hard to really gauge in that way. Like what if I like do a joke on air, I won't hear any laughter or applause or anything Mm -hmm. like that, or likes or shares or anything, because um, it's just me in a studio by myself. So I gauge a lot of things in just different ways. Like I'll, if I'm doing a topic and I get a ton, a flood of responses, then I know that that kind of topic is something that people are interested in. Um, I'll also gauge things like using social media that I can use on my show with posing questions and, and just like the amount of callers I get and things like that. So it is very interesting to navigate. It can be a little difficult at times, especially like not knowing what people are into um, versus what they find engaging or what they find entertaining or what they want to talk about. But I found that I can really utilize things like TikTok and Instagram and things like that to then bring onto my show and really help where it's kind of like a fault when it has to do with radio. So it's cool. Like I'll talk about a certain story that I think it's interesting to do with like pop culture on TikTok. And if it like doesn't do well at all, or nobody seems interested or they say, who cares? And I'm like, okay, I'll just scrap that on my show. I won't talk about that, but I'll talk about this instead. So it's really cool to like navigate all of those things together. It's interesting that you say that not getting that feedback on the radio is a disadvantage because I was totally expecting you to say that, yeah, it's nice because on the radio, I don't get all the feedback and on social media, it's a bit more challenging because I do. So I'm, you know, it's interesting that actually getting feedback is a really beneficial thing as someone creating content because you need to know if people are liking it or not liking it. Yeah. And I think that's, what's been so beneficial with me with TikTok. It's like when I first got on TikTok, everybody says to find your niche, like find your one thing that you can do or And I was like, I don't know, I have so many niches. Like, how do I just pick one? Like, I love like celebrity news stories. That's such a huge part of like what I love doing. And also like I'm gay. So I like to do a lot of like LGBTQ plus related content as well as like radio is such a huge passion of mine. So I just kind of started doing all of those things. And then it's the radio stuff that really ended up taking off. So then I can kind of tweak what I'm making there and do a lot more radio stuff because that's what people are there to see. So it's cool in that way because you can really just like, change up what you're doing to appease the masses when it when in regards to radio when you don't have that then it's hard to really like navigate um what the audience wants so it's yeah so there's definitely like plus sides and yeah like pros and cons to both for sure it's interesting that you talk about how on tiktok people saying that you should be on a certain niche because i feel like you've kind of created your own niche i don't feel like i saw anyone talking about radio before i saw your content Do you think that you've encouraged other radio hosts to do similar things or just do you think that you're encouraging other radio stations to utilize social media maybe a bit more than they have in the past? 
Yeah. Well, I've definitely seen radio people do stuff. I think probably cause I'm on like radio TikTok. Yeah. So I see radio TikTok on my free page. Um, so I do see it happening, but I have like, I haven't seen it a ton. Like I kind of feel like, I don't know if I'm like inspiring other people at all, but I do feel like there's not a lot of radio people that have gotten on TikTok thus far. So I feel like I'm a little bit ahead in that way. Like myself and the other hosts that I see doing stuff on TikTok. So um, I think that, the numbers that have been coming through for some of these videos maybe have shown other radio hosts that like, oh, maybe this is something that we should be doing as well. And I've seen a few radio friends of mine too, like start to do the secret word game and stuff like that. So I think it's cool to see that it's caught on in that way. Um, But yeah, I think when it comes to like my work, I'm like, guys, like look at all these numbers, like look at all these people that are on TikTok. It's such a good way to like connect with our audience. So I think a lot more people are catching on to that now. So it's cool to see. And I hope to see a lot more radio people on coming up. Yeah, I really think it is interesting that social media, or in this case, we're talking about TikTok, has allowed for radios to connect more because, you know, I could imagine before this, it would be challenging to, like you say, know what people are enjoying or what's not working as well. And it it's just interesting that we have all these different avenues to connect with people. And it's just about choosing which one works for our content and, you know, really trying to come up with creative ways of connecting. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people see radio as like a dying industry or something like their parents were into, but like younger people aren't so much Mm. into. So, and I've always said when people say that to me, they're like, oh, isn't radio dying? I'm like, no, it's not dying. It's just changing. Like Mm. so much a part of my job that has to do with radio is social media. And because that's so much a way that we engage with our audience as well. So I think like making TikTok videos about radio is just taking radio to another step and just changing the way that we communicate with the audience and things like that. So it's just another tool used in radio to have radio continue. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Do you find that your success on TikTok has meant other platforms of yours have expanded? Like, has it made your Instagram grow more as a result? Yeah, definitely. And just the engagement even on Instagram too. It's like, I always say in the lives too, because I find that Instagram is such a good way, especially in the DMs to like have conversations with people. So I always mention in my TikTok lives too, because it's so hard to see people's faces. And I'm trying to have like a hundred conversations with a hundred different people at one time. That's pretty much what the live feels like. (laughs) So I'm always pushing people. I'm like, if you actually want to have a conversation and you have a lot of questions that I didn't answer because I can't get to them all, like DM me on Instagram and I'll answer everybody that messages me. Because I think if they're taking the time to reach out, I want to like take the time to respond. And if people are interested in radio, I'm like all about that. So I'm like, yeah, I'll answer any question that you have. Um, and it also gives me like ideas for videos because I'm like, if one person has a lot of questions about this thing, then maybe everybody will, and then it'll turn into something. So I think it's definitely like my following has grown on every other social media platform that I have, which is really nice. My listenership has grown on my radio show. Um, I think like half the callers that I get into my show now are like, Hey, I'm from TikTok," And I'm like, (laughs) cool. So I've just, I've seen it grow just even in like the last month, which has been really exciting because I am very passionate about everything that I do. And I just want to like entertain and um, spread some positivity around. So if I can do that with just a few more people and more people are on board, then I'm all about it. That's so exciting. Do you find a lot of people take you up on your offer of messaging you on Instagram? Do you have a lot of people message you? 
Yeah, totally. Like sometimes when I say I respond to everybody, people are like, oh, perfect. And then it just like, like blows up and I'm like, okay, time to go home and like answer some messages. But yeah, people definitely take me up on the offer, but it's really good too, because I've had the opportunity now to connect with people like you, which is really cool. And like, I get a lot of radio students who are like in their last year of school entering like the work field in a pandemic, which I can't even imagine being in that situation who just want some advice or just want some questions or like insights of what the industry is like. So, um, and I have that information because I've been in the industry for like, like getting on like eight years or something now. So any sort of like help that I can give to people like that, or like make connections with people like that, I'm so happy to do. So, um, it's been really nice and I'm glad that people take me up on the offer. Yeah. I just think it's so unique because I think there are so many people who don't go through their DMS or don't look at the messages. And I just think that it's really special to have someone who has experience through radio or through social media and someone that you can connect to and who is committing to going through all their messages. I think you've mentioned that it's just a nice way to connect with people, but why do you think it is important to you to allow people to message you on Instagram and actually try to go through all the messages? Yeah. Well, I think especially in the last year, we've seen that like our hangouts have been cut down to zero. Like I don't see anybody these days because I'm working from home most of the day. Um, I go in to do my show at night, but I'm not allowed to even like really engage with my coworkers because we have to stay six feet apart and things like that. So for me personally, I've just been really lonely over the last year. And I feel like other people are too, like we're all starved for interactions with each other. And so I think like if I can connect with people online, which is just like the way that things are going these days, then I'm more than happy to do so. And I've learned so much about people and I've gotten to know people from all over the world. So it's really just beneficial for me because I don't have any friends right now. So it's nice to make friends online. (laughs) That's awesome. I just talked to another person on the podcast a few days ago and his name is Reese and he's on TikTok as well. And he talked about how for him, it's really important to engage and how he, you know, he's talking about what you're talking about and how people are really keen to talk and who are stuck at home and don't have people to talk to. And I just think it's so nice when I hear people who recognize that and are trying to communicate with tons of people, but not just for their sake, but for, you know, your own sake, it's beneficial is what I'm hearing too. Totally. Yeah. And it it is like, I don't think if it was something that I was like into or if I was forcing then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like as authentic or it wouldn't be for sure. Like there wouldn't be a point. Right. So I think that that's what comes with it. But I really like the whole reason that I got into radio is to like connect with community around me and like talk to people and, and um, make those connections. So I think if, if TikTok's just another way that I can do this, then bring it on, you know, (laughs) that's awesome. Now, the other question I wanted to ask you is, do you find that being on social media allows you to have a bit more of your own voice in comparison to radio? I can imagine you don't have a lot of opportunity potentially to express your thoughts or opinion on things with being on radios that are about certain topics, or you only have such a small window to speak in. So do you enjoy being on social media for the aspect of having the opportunity to have your own platform and voice? Yeah, that's a really good question. I actually, the thing that I love so much about uh, the radio and especially specifically where I work, like at Chum, is that I get total free reign of whatever I'm talking about. So if I like don't agree with something that's going on in the news or like something like that, it's totally up to me to be able to talk about those things. I personally like to keep my show like as positive as possible and just keep it light and Mm -hmm. like get away from all that news that's going on in the world. But when it comes to things like for me, like I was saying, like LGBTQ plus rights are something that's really important to me. And I'm a gay woman myself. So if I have something that I want to share about that, I can go on my show and I can talk about it. So I never really feel like I'm like stunted in what I'm allowed to really talk about. Maybe in regards to how short my talk breaks have to be and stuff like that. I can't go on like a six minute rant. I kind of have to shorten it to like a minute and a half. But um, I find that it's kind of like an extension of who I am on social media. So it's not like I have to like, 
say all the things and be as politically correct as possible on my show and then go to Instagram and rant about a thing. I can mm. really like can rant about it on Instagram or TikTok and then I can go and rant about it on the radio as well. So it's really just like all connected together, which I really like. That's so awesome. And it's so nice to listen to that authenticity. And I think that's potentially what I really like about listening to Chum specifically is that you can tell that the hosts are very genuine and are very excited to be speaking and they're not reading off of a script that someone else has handed to them. Totally. Yeah. It's totally up to us to come up with what we talk about. And I think like we got hired at Chum for our personalities and that's what we're selling. So I Mm -hmm. think like, I think that's where it's important to be your authentic self, because I think especially in today's day and age, like people will see right through that. If you're not, if you're like pretending to be somebody that you're not, and that won't take you very far. So it's kind of like, I kind of try and remember that myself is to just like be myself, because if I'm not, then you can only keep up that facade for so long. Yeah, there's no point in wasting your time and being in someone you're not. Do you have any current goals for radio, social media, like anything coming up that you're excited for? Yeah, well, I I think it's just going to be a really exciting year when it comes to like my shows. I think I just want to like work on building those up even more, especially with like the new audience that has been coming in. Um, I do a lot of like artist interviews um, with a lot of big artists. So I'm really excited for this following year because we're going to get a lot of big names and stuff. Um, So that's really exciting. But I don't even know like... I always kind of take things like year to year, but my, my main goals and my interests are really around like entertainment news and things like that. So anything I can do in the future that has to do with that is kind of like where I want to go career wise. So that's kind of, um, yeah, the goals that I have for myself, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. This last year has been really amazing. So I'm excited to see what happens next. So that is so exciting. Now, normally I ask my guests, what advice do they give for people who are trying to build on social media or, you know, trying to get an audience? But my question for you is actually for people who have managed to develop an audience or gain a following on any sort of platform, whether it be social media or radio or what have you, do you have any advice for the people who have just now gotten a platform for themselves? To have just gained a following? Yeah. Yeah, that's a ooh, uh, interesting. I feel like I've just gotten some sort of platform. So I feel like I'm still trying to navigate and figure that out for myself. But I think it goes back to, again, being authentic. I think like as long as you are putting out what you're interested in and what you like to do rather than what you think other people are expecting from you or what they want from you, I think that's what's going to give you the longevity that you want. I think if you're just like appeasing the masses or just like if somebody wants you to act a certain way or do a certain thing or like do a certain type of video, I think that can only go so far. So like, for example, I've been doing these code words a lot, but I'm like, okay, what, which is great. And it's successful in those videos do the best, but I'm like, what else, what can I do to build off of this? And what can Mm -hmm. I do to now move forward and like turn that into something else? So I think always kind of looking to the future and like just figuring out new ways to be creative and keep that going is going to um, help your platform grow and continue to do so. That is great advice. Yeah, I really like the message that you're sending there. Well, that's all my questions for you today. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate everything you've had to share. Yeah, thank you, Lindsay. You have great questions. You're a really good interviewer. (laughs) Thanks. I guess you're not used to being the one being quizzed. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, I'm not used to being on this side of things. I'm always like more nervous being on this side because it's a lot more talking than just asking the questions. Okay, well, thank you so much and have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I truly enjoyed having the opportunity to talk to Shannon. Now, remember, if you want the opportunity to come on the podcast and ask some of your favorite influencers your burning questions, all you need to do is two quick things. 
leave a review of the podcast and let me know what influencer should come on the podcast next. And then the second thing you need to do is take a screenshot of that review and send it to me on Instagram. All the details about that competition will be in the show notes below, so make sure you check that out. I hope you all have a lovely day.